1: Hey there everybody, thank you for tuning in with me, and if you're here, you are listening to Brandy J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with. Guys, today, we have David Hamlin. Yes, everybody, David Hamlin is a prop maker, motions picture industry. David Hamlin is a regular man, what you see, so what you get musician, guitar and bass writes music, photography but what's also very very special and neat about Mr. Hamlin <laughs> is that he was on the cast of Jaws, yes the classic Jaws when he was a young boy David has a very long history you know when it comes to Jaws and uh That's where we started off at, I can honestly say. That's where we started off. But uh, as me and David got to talking, I saw real fast that I had a very, very interesting guy on my show with all kinds of things to talk about. And all I can say was, (laughs) I had a good time. But really, though, guys, I mean... Hands down, this is what it's about, right? Being able to share thoughts, opinions, just sharing with one another, and just getting to know one another. And I can say that I'm very, very happy to have David on the show and to have you guys here. What a cool, crazy <laughs> guy he is so uh welcome David Hamblin. Hey everybody welcome back to my show. This is Brandy J with a voice to be reckoned with and today I have an amazing guest with me and very honored to have him here with me because we all know that I'm a Jaws fan. More than that I'm a people fan, and if you like me, I like you, <laughs> and today my guest is David Hamblin. Are you there, David? Yep, I'm here. Hey, what's up?
0: Oh, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: another Sunday in quarantine, day, day ten thousand and
1: fifty. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you, that's, this is something else, but uh, hey, we're live to see another day, right? When we did, we managed. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, I'm halfway, 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 you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to be able to talk with you, David, and I want people to, I would love if you share with my amazing listeners a little bit about, or a lot about, <laughs> who you are and, um, why you're so special to me. <laughs> Don't mind um, me, I'm so silly. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Really, really uh,
0: not anything special, just a regular individual. Um, My dad, on the (laughs) other hand, my dad um, was the guy that got the paint to stick to the sharks in Jaws. Um, Not the first choice, but it made him a legend. Um, The old man, the old man was unbelievable. Ward Welton, that was his name. He was unbelievable. He did movies for over 50 years, he did his last feature in, Jesus, I think, two, 2000, he was, um, seven, I think, 70 in 2000, No, I, I can't remember if he was a little older or a little younger, but then he died two years later in 2002, he passed, um, only really got to enjoy two years of retirement, but he did a gazillion features all four of the Jaws features wow. um, 1941 close encounters in between those, <laughs> um and then I was just he met my mom on Jaws my mom had been divorced for about I think my folks had been divorced about six or eight months by then um and I was, I was just a kid um, actor. I did background. I was in four scenes. Um, one that was used in the feature, of course, the sign scene at Gay Head. And um, then one that they added later, the parade scene that had been edited out. And then two that I've never seen since we did them. Wow the fence scene where they had us karate chop up all those fences. And um, the other one was on bicycles. And was they had moved, the rebuilt Quint Shed Shack down in Edgartown Town for some scene. And we did some stuff there and that was it. And they never used it. So, um, and that was it, you know, uh, mom started dating Ward and he was like oh you know have your kid come down to the boat shed and i'll show him the sharks and this was pretty much um no one had seen the sharks at this point pretty much nobody except the people that were working on it and they had you know security there to keep people out and all of that so i went down there to to visit him and stuff and i met some of the guys that worked on it um and they gave me a bunch of the teeth for the sharks, you know, the uh, the hard resin ones, um, the rubber rubber ones for the bite down sharks. And of course, you know, over the years when I was I was a kid, never 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 mind over the years. In the first few months, I lost all of them. Oh wow. <laughs> lost all of them. I mean, you know, and now. It'd be worth It'd be worse, money, you know. But it's they're gone. You know, um, I I do still have a couple of the. Um, I have a sweatshirt that has the original logo, and it's from you know when I was a little kid. That's um, cool. And that's it. You know, I mean, when they it was kind of funny though because the first thing they the first one that I did was was the that background thing where we karate chop the fences and. I thought we were going to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, I, I swear to God, I'm not kidding. It's like, is this a joke? You know, is my mom behind the wall or something? <laughs> going to break this fence and then get my ass beat? What, you know? <laughs> so it took a little coke for us to do it, but we did it, you know. Um, and that, that was about it. It was, you know, nobody, nobody. When they came to the the vineyard, nobody liked them. They were from out of town. They were in the way. They were a pain in the ass. (laughs) For for real. Um, And Ward, you know, I didn't really particularly like the old man at that point because he was replacing my dad, and I already had a dad. So, you know... And, and that was, that was that, you know, it was, they started, I think they were trying to do it real early and get out of there before the summer hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And nothing worked right, nothing went right, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what I heard, it was way higher than what it looked. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, well, you know, it's like any anything that we do, whether it's TV or features, if you're outside in the weather, you know, you're at the mercy of Mother Nature, basically. So if she's smiling on you, you can get out get in and out reasonably quickly. If she's not,
2: <laughs>
0: pain in the ass. And it was—I mean, you know—it was—it was—it was cold um, when we did that scene up at the, the sign up in Gay Head. It was um, Jesus, like this time of year, I think. It was cold and. When we went up there, we had to go down in Edgartown. They picked us up. They had a bus there, and we all got in the bus, and they drove us up there to the location up in Gay Head where they put the sign up and all that. Um, and they had the catering trucks there and all the, tra- the, the trailer trucks with the film equipment and all that crap. The honey wagons, which are the, you know, the uh, basically the shitters.
2: <laughs>
0: um, and all of that you know and and then we started doing our thing and it took this is you know just one scene just one scene no more than that and I'm telling you man it took like all it took all day all day and it was you know we got there it's really funny if you watch that scene you'll see me in the background down the hill and I don't know how many times we walked up that hill it was a lot (laughs) um I'm the only kid wearing, I'm basically the only person there wearing short sleeves. It's supposed to be July. It was, and it was freezing. The fog, then about 2.30 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the fog started rolling in. So they had to wrap. It's done. It's over. So they made it work with whatever they had. It was pretty trippy. We played running bases with, uh, Spielberg and, uh, Scheider at lunchtime.
1: And now, that. Wow, that's yeah. It's crazy, like you know, when we see it from, um, you know, from the fan or the movie guard part, we don't really get, you know, what I mean, what what all takes place and what you go through to get. You just look at it and you like, oh wow, you know, what I mean, because however it worked, you know, it was done on screen. I mean, it freaking was amazing. You know, you can you would never be able to tell that any of those things took place or what you had to go through or what what hell it was with the shark or whatever it may be. You know, all you see is that, oh, my God, this is pretty awesome, you know? And then to to hear, you know, the tr- you know what I mean? What really lies behind it and the, the, the hard work and the freezing. I know the top of the list was that was scarier than the sharks was the cold water. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just makes it, you know, even more like, I guess, uh, more, res- you know, respected. You know what I mean? You can, you can really respect the craft, you know, what you, what's behind it, you know?
0: Uh, Well, well, most people have no clue what goes on, you know, I mean, you know, like you talked to Jeff Voorhees the other day, and I went to school with Jeff and all that, known Jeff since he moved to the island in fifth grade, um... We grew up together and all that, and you know, I know that when he, I was so happy when he got that role of being the kid that gets eaten on the raft because I didn't want to be in that water. <laughs> and it wasn't 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 being afraid of the shark. It wasn't any of that. The water.
1: <laughs>
0: it was freezing. Yeah, that's
1: what he said. He was like, "Oh my goodness, he was like, you have no idea."
0: <laughs> it was early May, man. You got to be out of your mind to be the, the North Atlantic. You know, oh. it's, it's, this this it's it's, it's, it's fucking cold. That's all you need to
1: fucking <laughs> <laughs> like something you'll never be able to explain, huh? You just gotta, just, just imagine like it's cold.
0: <laughs> I did a lot of the standby paint for, for Bruce, you know, the shark. And he was telling me that when they were setting up down there to do the beach scene, there's a barge with one of the cameras on it, and they're, they're out in pretty deep water, you know? And the, the dude's getting the camera ready, and he drops one of the lenses in the water, in the ocean. So my old man's like, okay, I'll get it. And he, my old man strips down naked and jumps <laughs> in the water. And you know, if you knew my dad, you'd go, okay, but you know, still it's like freezing cold, man. You know? <laughs> Ward, Ward was, Ward did some pretty crazy shit. He was, the old man was, you know, the old man. Um, But it was, it was, you know, when when you're a kid and they take you, you know, you you go down to the boat shed and they're taking you in, you get to see these sharks, man. They were huge. They were so cool. And they got them all on these racks so they can pull one out and use it and all of this. was unbelievable.
1: So to make that vaccine, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. That was uh, really true, huh? Oh, yeah. You
0: know, and that was ad-libbed. That wasn't in the script. Oh, really? Yeah, he ad-libbed that. Get out of town.
1: I never knew that. That was like one of my, obviously my favorite, you know, mean sayings of, we're going to
0: need a bigger boat.
1: And I just now found
0: out. That was ad-libbed. That was pretty, that was really, you know, pretty, pretty. The thing, the thing was, they were, they were, they were huge. They were, <laughs> they were huge. You know, Now, and the thing that's really funny is I moved out here in 1990 from the vineyard. I went back. We moved out here to L.A. in 74. My Warden, my mom got married, and that's all history. And I went home. We were doing, uh, he was doing, Close Encounters in '76, and he he sent me and my older sister home to visit my dad. And I already knew when I got on that plane, I wasn't going back to L.A. I hated it out here. Um, I still do, you know. But <laughs> I mean, at my job, I work in the, the movie and television industry, so you know, I mean, got to much my career anyway. So I went. I went home, and of course, you know, Jaws. Even when I left in 1990, it wasn't a big deal. Sure, you could go to like the, the souvenir shops in the summertime with the, for the tourists and shit, and you'd see stuff that they're selling—refrigerator magnets, whatever. Um, but it wasn't a big deal. I, could, to this day, I couldn't tell you where half of those locations were. I didn't care. You know, and now they've got tours on the You go to Martha's Vineyard now and they got tours. They'll take you to all the locations, you know, and yada, yada, tell you all about it, whatever. Um, you know, I, the bridge, that bridge that they, they run down or, and get the kid, you know, the guy gets... Yeah. You know, I've jumped off of that bridge a gazillion times in my lifetime. You know, now it's like, Oh, everybody, oh, I gotta go jump off of that bridge. Yeah, okay, whatever <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <really> mean. <laughs> and it was you know, and then in eighty three they came back and my dad stayed at the Kelly house and I saw I saw visit him a bunch of times. Um, they were only there. They weren't there that long to do some you know do a few scenes, and then they headed out to, I believe, Hawaii. I can't remember if it was Florida first or Hawaii or what, anyway. But not, not that big a deal. Um, <clears throat>
1: yeah, because it was one of the, jo- was a part two where they uh, um, where they filmed, like, some of it was at uh, one of the SeaWorlds, some of the scenes?
0: I think that was the third one. Okay. I think that was the third one. They were down at uh, SeaWorld in Florida. Okay. Yeah,
1: um,
0: but the second one, the second one, um, Scheider didn't even come. I don't believe Roy Scheider ever s- stepped foot on the island when they were t- when they did the o- the opening scenes for that Jaws two. Um, they, that that scene where they show him the the opening scene where they show the police car flying down the road. And, And then he gets on the Chappie Ferry, and they go over to the other side, and he gets off of the boat and flies down. My dad was actually driving the thing in that scene because he looked so much like Shider. (laughs) You know, and you really never see him anyway. But that's just a little movie trivia. Um, And, you know, there wasn't... I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I do it now and it's still, I've, I've got my dad's attitude towards it all. You know, people, oh, what are you working on now? Oh, another piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Ward looked at all of them. You know, Ward, Ward was just about, you know, the, the money more or less, you know, making sure that my mom was good and the family was good, the house was good, all that. He was just making sure they had money. I mean, he didn't really, of course, he always did a great job, whatever, him and his guys. Um, You know, Ed Zingelwitz, in the book, there's actually a good picture of um, their touch of that tiger shark hanging on the dock in Jaws 1. Yeah. There's a good, of um, them getting it ready for another shot and. Killer, that's what, that's what they called him, Ed Zingelwitz. He's touching up the tiger shark. And I knew, you know, I knew a bunch of those guys that my dad worked with. Now, Christ, they're all, you know, most of them are all dead now. <clears throat> um, Zingelwitz is gone. My dad's gone. Richard Poog is gone. A ton of them. And then there's still guys that are around, you know. <clears throat> and those, those guys, you know, <laughs> there's a big like me I'm a carpenter da 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 build we build all this stupid shit but there are guys that I work with that are carpenters or painters or whatever and there's just there's nobody that's like that these guys are so incredible wow you know like like right off the top of my head Steve Fagley. Was one? Of, he's an incredible Finnish guy. Um, Jimmy Betts is another, Whiskey Jim, that's what I call him. He's another incredible Finnish guy. I mean, but these guys have a talent that's just, you know, unbelievable. I'm just a regular carpenter. These guys are like a whole step above me. back to, you know, when Clint Eastwood was doing the Dirty Harry's and stuff like that. He was, he was worth that money. Um, Morgan Freeman, anything he does, he's worth the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: Morgan Freeman, yeah, I think. <laughs> and you know, and then, and
0: then there's like Cat, Kathy
1: Bates. Oh man, hands down, she's an amazing, amazing actress, yeah. She's unbelievable,
0: <laughs> she takes the time. If she's playing an English role, yeah, time to learn that accent. She owns
1: that shit. You actually, like, believe it. You're sold on it. <laughs> yeah. From Misery to uh, just every, like, where she played,
0: it's just,
1: she's different. You know how you can see that person, and that person is never the same. You right. Know? right. And she, she did that, um, she did
0: Misery, but before she did Misery, she did Dolores Claymore. Yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> she played that lady up in Maine
1: give me chills. <laughs> it was un- See, she even did the
0: accent and she didn't overdo it. And I mean, you know, being from back there, I still have a lot of that East Coast accent. And so, you know, when, when they, they, they do a couple of commercials now with these three actors and they all overdo the Boston accent. <laughs> like, come on, man. Just get me. Let me do it. I'll show you how to do it. You know, these people all of the car. No, it's a car. It's not just <laughs> you don't overemphasize it. It's just that's how we say our Rs. Like my boss's name is if you looked at it the way it's spelled, it's Peters. You know, in California they they pronounce those Rs. Peters.
2: <laughs> me, yeah.
0: Peters.
1: yeah, I've always liked a Boston accent. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I love to listen to it. <laughs> Always,
0: oh, and she's one. You know, and and I met I met Julia Roberts one time, and <laughs> I never. You know, first off, she's okay. She's okay. She's not to me. You know, and in my opinion, she's not like. Incredible, and then you meet her in real life, and, and she, she's one of those people that really believes that she's worth all that money.
2: <laughs>
0: and she's, you know, not a not a very nice person. Wow. Um, and, and that's that. I met Jack Nicholson one time, and you know, he signed a baseball for me. Both of them signed baseballs for me, um, but he was. Uh, Jack Nicholson doesn't. I don't. To me, I don't think he's acting. He's just playing himself. <laughs>
2: you that's know what I mean? Pretty cool. <laughs> well,
0: but, he's, but he, but he, but he uh, okay. I, I would. That's not the first word I would use. <laughs> there you go with that. You know? <laughs> um. But the, you know, I met. I got to meet Carol O'Connor. He signed a baseball for me. Now that that guy was just a class just a class guy you know not not stuck on himself at all and you're talking I mean to me Car- Carol O'Connor Archie Bunko whatever he was he's a legend to me when I was a little kid and they're asking you in school what you want to be when you grow up you might say oh, I want to be a nurse this kid oh, I want to be a ball player me I wanted to be either Archie Bunker or Bugs Bunny. <laughs>
2: and
0: I am, I, I am, I'm just like that. I'm just as sarcastic and, you know, I say all kinds of stupid shit just like they would, only I don't make money. <laughs> uh, you know, and, <clears throat> and and I met, um, when I met Julia Roberts, like two days before, two days before, or two days after I met Julia Roberts, I got to meet Catherine Zeta-Jones. And they were at Sony at the time working on a feature called America's Sweethearts. Now just reverse the roles. I mean, it's about this lady that's an actress that's, you know, so high on herself and she's a real bitch. And Julia Roberts plays the her assistant and she's always mean to her. Catherine Zeta Jones always mean to her. Just reverse the parts. <laughs> because Catherine Zeta Jones is a sweetheart. She's unbelievably nice, humble, beautiful, and just nice and kind and all that. And Julia Roberts, on the other hand, when I met her anyway, maybe I saw her on a bad day, but, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, And, you know, in, 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 in Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford's just a cool guy. He's just a cool guy.
1: I bet, I bet. He was my very first movie I ever owned. I don't know why my mom bought it I was a kid. I, wasn't, I was like, I guess fairly, I forgot what year it was, but it was when The Fugitive came out. And it was Christmas, and my mom was my very first VHS uh, VH, uh, tape, and I watched yeah. it, and I loved it. But I was... We're old enough
0: to know what VHSs are, and you tell know people they were tapes, these
1: disc things. Yeah, yeah, people they have no idea what the hell to what you no. go through with these tapes you gotta rewind them take them back to the <laughs> I hate right. that shit you gotta all the tapes take them back to the place and if not they charge you <laughs> yeah, and it you know um
0: yeah man and he and Harrison Harrison is really cool he's he is a, a cool guy um who else there's 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 a gazillion of them when I I did I worked on my dad didn't but I worked on uh, Apollo 13 Oh wow! And uh, I, I, you know, ran into Tom Hanks there. And, and the, the day I ran into him there, he was an ass.
1: <laughs> I was kind of wondering. Wow!
0: He was, you know, it must have been a, because usually, usually he's. I can tell you a couple stories about him. He's um when I like I said the one day I ran into him. He was, you know, just not cool at all. <laughs> um, but but during that show, I got a baseball signed by. You know, Ron Howard, Gary Sinise, Tom Hanks, um, the dude that died, the the guy from um, Bill Paxton. Um, And the other guy was uh, Kevin Bacon. And the, the other guy that signed the baseball for me was actually one of the last astronauts to ever walk on the moon, was Dave Scott, our technical advisor, and he was just a really super, super cool guy. Um, but then later, I was working on. Uh, later on, I was over to Sony right when they were getting, they were doing, um, you know, that movie with Tom Hanks and he's talking to that soccer ball.
1: Hmm. Not sure if, I'm not sure if I've seen that.
0: Up on an island all by himself. Me, Castaway? There you have it. And, uh,. They called me and I had to go into this building where they do, they either use it at that time, they were using it for wardrobe or meetings or whatever. And I had to go in and fix a bunch of the doors and stuff. And I knock on this door, oh yeah, come on in. So I go in and Tom Hanks and this other guy are discussing the script or whatever. And he was trying to talk to me and I just blew him off because of how he was when I met him on Apollo 13. Um, but then, like a couple of weeks later, see at Sony, they bring in, they charge like $25 a person to bring them into the studio, and they, they walk you around and they tell you, oh, well, this stage, they film this, that, and the other, and over here on stage 15, they film The Wizard of Oz and all this. Well, there's nothing to see anymore it's all gone so if you're lucky and they're building the doors are open and you can see some of the set they're building for whatever you know if not the doors are closed and you don't get to see much anything and he came out of his trailer i was working down this on the you know maybe 50 50 yards 30 yards from where his trailer was and he comes out and, and just as he comes out there's a there's got a group of 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 tourists, basically, going through the lot. And just as he comes out, there they are. And he took like 20, 25 minutes and just stood there and signed stuff for him and talked to him. And I'll tell you, that just changed my whole look at him, the whole way I thought about him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because some of these people, they could be from, you know, East Jesus, Ohio or some shit, right? And he just made their whole life. You know, that's something they're never going to forget, was they got to hang, they got to shoot the shit with Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Totally. And that was was really cool. A lot of these people, man, they're like, even when you're working on the show with them, they're like just... Like when I did, when we did um, Oceans 13 and stuff, man, it's like these, these people are... Like like Brad Pitt on Oceans thirteen, right? He's walking through. We I built that I was one of the guys to help build that huge casino that you saw for about ten seconds at the <laughs> beginning of the movie. They walked through in their case in the place, you know. Well he walks he would walk through there every day to see what we were doing and shit. Never never said boo to anybody, never talked to anybody. Uh... And he's got really short, dirty blonde hair, you know, and and he's walking. I'm working in the doorway, so he's got to walk past me every day. I'm I'm in there. I got a ponytail, a beard working, you know, that's how how I look. I've had long hair for most all my life. Um, Anyway... So the, I'm watching the movie, the beginning of the movie, when he goes through and he's casing the place, he's got a, his hair back in a ponytail and a beard. And I'm like, oh, that's original.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, cause there's no way he grew long hair in that time for him, no way. you know? But I mean, just the, the, this was a three story casino, three stories we built in there, right? god only knows how much money that cost everything worked they're bringing in like the the, the machines you know the um slot machines all this thing. everything worked it was so cool and i don't even I can't even tell you what it must have cost and you see 10 seconds of it and that's it it's over oh,
1: goodness wow <laughs> so i mean you
0: know it, it it's it's uh sometimes it's pretty phenomenal The the money, it's it's like, for us, it's like, you just pissed away, you know, $100,000, you know what I mean?
1: And they say we're short, and you know what I mean, there's so many things in this world, it's like...
0: (laughs) Well, it's really weird, because like Jaws, right, like Jaws, they had a guy on Jaws, he he cut out a silk screen, and that's all this guy did, was make t-shirts for everybody, all day right and then you work on me and that was a gazillion years ago now now oh they don't they won't they don't give you nothing now
2: Wow.
0: you know if you're lucky like um, after ocean after oceans 13 right i was talking to my buddy kitty kitty worked on it with me um and we're talking and kitty said yeah dude did you get one of those bags oceans 13 it's really cool i'm like no and Kitty was gone before I was. <laughs> it's like you know. It's, I swear to God, it's so weird, man. All all of the, you, you work. Then you're working on the next show, right? I worked on this other TV show, and I was one on. I was on the, the crew with that show till that show got canceled. You know, and one day I'm working on this other show um, last year on uh or the yeah last year uh, we wrapped. In April, the end of April last year on The Kids Are All Right, and one of the guys on the, on the, uh, uh what they call it? the production unit, got a baseball hat for that show I worked on, with the, the carpenters, the painters, we never got no fucking hat. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, man, it's like, oh, you're with production? Oh production oh you walk on stage when production's in there you're gonna see more people that do nothing i'm (laughs) not kidding that do nothing and they're making a ton of money and you know you ask them what do you do i'm with production okay well what do you do you know it's 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 unbelievable man it really is it's so funny because like we're building walls when we, they start building these sets when they're setting up, the, you know, when we're putting them we build the walls then we're placing them where they want them and stuff before we start putting in the baseboard and the doors and the windows and all that and these guys will come in and they just look at the ceiling <laughs> they'll stand right in the middle of the road and there's like six or eight of them right in the middle of the road where you got to carry shit Looking at the ceiling because they got to figure out where they're going to put their lights, you know. Well, you really don't need to be here, dude, until all the walls are up. Then you should be able to figure it out. Oh, no, then they got to come in. And, okay, they, we got the tape on the floor where the set's going to go, so they come in and they start hanging the green beds up over our heads. Excuse me. You know, they're all on about safety and all this shit, you know. They make us go to these classes for safety. And they're dropping cables down and they're putting up these green beds while we're walking around underneath it trying to set these walls and stuff up. It's amazing that not more people get killed doing this shit. Wow! <laughs> wow. And it's you know, and when we started building the kids are all right. We were in those warehouses over there on off of coal, off of uh oh what the fuck? in that street i can't that doesn't matter it'll come to me <laughs> <So, laughs> i it'll come to me
1: so basically um, the wrong people are making all the good money <laughs>
0: oh oh, oh. <laughs> the, the people and then that's the thing too man it's so funny because you know you you talk to actors and stuff oh we you know you see the interviews with them on tv oh we work so hard. <laughs> We've been working 16 hours and you've never been on set 16 hours in your life. <laughs> you know, spare me. I know what working 23 hours a day is. I've done it. Working on movies. Um, I can't, in the army now, that was the longest day I ever worked. 23 straight hours. Wow. And I had to be back in 6 hours to go to work again.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way of the world, right? It's uh, usually the, the ones that really do all the work, the hard work, they go on unnoticed. <laughs> or, or, you know, not very, you know, they don't shine a light where, you know. Oh, well, uh-huh. you better believe, you know, like I, like I was getting ready to say, we were
0: on those stages down there, we built building the sets where the kids are all right. And it was like 100, 110 degrees every day. And we had no air conditioning. Not only that, there were no,
1: there was nothing to drink, no water, nothing. Wow. So we were no
2: water. Money,
0: <laughs> we were giving money, me, the foreman, and the, the labor foreman. We were given money to one of uh, the the labor foreman's guys to go to. Uh, we were working right close to a Costco. And he would go to Costco and get it, you know, every day and get like three, three or four cases of Gatorade and water. And, you know, then they would go and get a couple of bags of ice. So these guys, we, we had something to drink. There's no air conditioning. They would, but the minute, the minute set lighting would come in and they were all, they were coming in, you know, like about three weeks in, we're standing walls and stuff and they're coming in to start looking at. They come in for three hours. The, the, to the minute these guys came in at nine in the morning, they turn on the air conditioning for them. Wow. Right? Then they leave at noon, and they're gone for the day. They're still getting paid for 12 hours. We work. We will only get paid, but we work. We don't have any guarantee, you know what I'm saying? The minute they would walk out the door at lunchtime, okay, we're done, we'll be back tomorrow. They shut the air off. We are still working till six.
1: That's no, that's pretty messed up.
0: <laughs> you know, and you better believe, like when we did Oceans Thirteen, they cut into one of the one of the sound stages at um, Warner Brothers. They cut in two huge holes. You could have driven a trailer truck through <laughs> both of them holes and put in these giant air conditioners so that you know the actors and the production unit would be nice and comfortable. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, people people that I know, you know, that I grew up, friends of mine, whatever. Oh, Hambo, you work in the movie industry, it must be so cool. And it is to a point, it is to a point, but it's just a job. The only thing cool about it is that we get paid decent and we have medical. For the, for the most part, I mean, it's so funny because, you know, you have to go to human resources, things, and... Safety things, and it's just to cover the producers. Yeah, it ain't, they don't, not really about you, huh? (laughs) no, not at all, man. You get hurt, you get hurt like I tore my Achilles off on a show. My boss came by the house once to see me, and that was it. Wow, you know, oh, yeah, and then at the, the end of that show keep giving out hats. I had to I had to go and see his old lady after the show was on on the next show months down the road. And I'm like, what the fuck is that about? Me? You know, I tore my I got torn up on that show and you don't even have a hat for me when you gave them to all the rest of the guys I started. I was one of the first four guys on that show. You know, are you kidding me? I was one of Doug's regulars. No, they don't. Out of sight, out of mind. And that's, I think, what really bothered my dad when he retired was all the guys that, you know, 50 years, all his friends work in this business. And all of a sudden, you know, my dad's not hiring him anymore. He's gone. No one's calling him. So I would come home from work and my dad, had either he would call me or I would call him. He had to know what was going on, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. that's pretty sucks. It just seems just to be the way of the, you know, what I mean, like a, the world
0: in general, isn't it? Huh? Well, you know, for, for us, I think the the, the the thing about what we do is it's you're you're doing it for the guys who you're around. I mean, you know, some like my buddy Jeff Valdez. You know, Jeff, uh, Flo, uh, Peters. Cletus, and these are all nicknames I've given these guys because I'm I'm old. I can't remember people's names, you know. So like Dylan, Dylan, I, I know his name now, but when I met him, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to remember as a young kid. I just called him Cletus so I could remember who the fuck he was. <laughs> you know, you need hey hey hey. hey you, know. <laughs> you know, trying to remember somebody's name is you know pretty. Pretty funny stuff, and and then when I met Jeff Valdez, he, he's great, man. I would I would follow Jeff to, to hell and back. He's he's the best. <clears throat> he shows up. I didn't know who he was. I was working with Flo and uh, Flo and Cletus and a couple other guys, and all of a sudden Jeff shows up. Right, he's he got this beat up. I mean, this his pickup truck. Looks like it's been hit seven, eight times by seven, eight different cars. And you know, oh yeah, he, this guy, he's the greatest. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, Jesus, I, you know, I didn't even go over an injury. I just kept working. I didn't know who he was. So he left, and they're like, oh yeah, bone that's the guy you want to know. He's, he's better. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, I hope he's a better carpenter than he is a
2: driver. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but he is just, yep, yep, the greatest
0: man. He is. He's a good dude. And you know, there's there's a gazillion of them that I could, I could sit here for the next hour and rattle off names. There's, you know, some of these people are just, you know, the best in the business. Yeah, something that you most know?
1: people would never, you know, know what? about unless somebody, you know, unless you get the opportunity to find out. But you don't really get to hear about, you know, what I mean the the truth really behind you know what I mean uh, who, who made it happen who put in the the work you know I oh mean you god. hurt yourself you know what I mean it's a dangerous job but nobody really they don't really give any tribute to that and that, you
0: know oh no, no oh god no you know they, they don't either man it's so funny because you know the majority I think the majority of the time on a lot of these shows like if it's a feature takes a year the shooting doesn't take that long you know they, they might be four or five months shooting and then X amount of time editing and re- doing some reshoots and stuff, but the majority of it's definitely the build. But they, nowadays, they, they bring in, they'll bring in like a, a ton of guys, laborers, carpenters, painters, welders, whatever, and you have X amount of time to do this. And I mean, you know, It starts off, you know, eight hours a day. If you're lucky, if you're one of the first guys on the crew, you're making tables and it's kind of relaxed. And you know, because no one really knows what they want to do yet. Yeah. So then, you know, a couple weeks later, they start bringing in some more guys and you start building walls and shit. And then all of a sudden, you know oh, we're already behind schedule you guys are going to be working seven days a week 12 hours a day ah oh. you know a lot of these guys like that shit they do they like it they don't want to be home with their wives <laughs> they don't around their kids they don't none of that they just want to work it's like you know <clears throat> i got a nine-year-old grandson i got my old lady i got my stepdaughter and the the rest of the family, and it's, you know, it's all basically Latinos. Now my family's all dead, pretty much. And I love being around them. That's what I want to do. I mean, this this shit, being home on quarantine, the only thing that bothers me is not making money. Yeah. Other
2: than that, oh, I could do this. I I love being home with my cats hanging out. I can see (laughs) my old lady, whatever, you know?
0: But these, some of these guys, man, I don't even, you know, why did you get married? Exactly. It works. <laughs> you know, and you, do, you hear some of these guys, man. It's, so, it's fucking funny shit, kid. I'm telling you. Oh, well, you know, I got, I got my, and they're telling the boss, they're telling the boss, oh, I love working seven days a week, 12 hours. I have to. My house costs this, my mortgage is $7,000 a week. I've got Kids in school? Well, you're an idiot. Whose fault is that? Maybe if you kept that thing in your pants, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Jesus! You know what I'm saying? And I, and I this is—I talk to people like that. I don't even care. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you get the, the foreman. You know, because he's the foreman, he's your boss. He'll come by and say some shit to you, like you're—you know—you're just. <laughs> You know what? You open your mouth to me, I'll slam it shut just like I do everybody else. I don't care who you are. And this case closed. you got to get up off early. what <laughs> I'm saying? And I mean, being an East Coast boy, being from the Boston area, you, know, you you're good.
2: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well.
0: You know, I mean, one day, I think when all the... In about six years when I retire. I'll do I'll do a book about some of this
1: stuff and you know, some of the shit that goes on and you know, some of the stuff you see happen and stuff.
0: He would just go because you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. Yeah. You wouldn't you can't write <laughs> You was, can't you can't make this
1: shit up. You can't. That'd be a really cool book actually. <laughs> you know, the know? people have a whole different perception of when you know, when it comes to stuff like, you know, the movie world, you know, and the and the actors not just his lives and stuff and and there's something more to it, you know what I mean? Because in regular life, this is regular life, things are, have, you know, it's not just not pretty all the time. So you got to imagine that things aren't always, you know, what it seems, you know?
0: No, well, it, it, it isn't. I mean, you know, you watch, you watch, like, I, I don't know what you guys got for television down there, but up here, you know, we got KTLA in the morning and shit on the news. And they're always, you know, like this, during this whole thing, I think, what, what what we say was like over 10,000 days, days now we've been in quarantine. And they, they're going, they talk to all these rich people every day. They're interviewing somebody from their house. And these people got more money than God. They're not
1: hurting. Right. They're going to get somebody that's really, wow, living this, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know, you want to know what's going on, but here's the thing.
0: All of these people, regardless of whether you're in San Diego or you're in L.A. like me or you're back home where I'm from in Boston, these people, there's no real reportage left no more. There's nobody that's really telling you what is going on. You know, they're reading you everything off a teleprompter, off of a script.
1: It's not really go out and get the news anymore, huh? Like, go to the heart yeah. of where it's at.
0: All of these people have SAG cards, which is the Screen Actors Guild. They're actors. They all hold SAG cards.
1: I always wonder what that meant, and it's as it easy as it could have been for me just to research and find out. <laughs> but I never knew realized it until so, like, I hear it, and then I'm like, what is that? And so I always forget about it, and you just yeah, brought it up.
0: Three, the Those people make, they're, they're in front of a the camera, they're making money. You know, like you look at the weather girl. Uh, what? What? Oh, Jesus! Liberty Chan. <laughs> Excuse me, on TV here. You can look her up. She's worth like fucking three million dollars. Wow. She's sitting there telling you the weather. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, you should believe me. I, I, I believe me. Trust me. She. I don't think she's a meteorologist. A meteorologist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think. She's as much a meteorologist as I am, Albert Einstein. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, that I'm sure <laughs> that there might be a few fans, you know, of yours listening to this that are going, "Oh no, he's wrong. She's a genius. Whatever." You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tonight. I'm gonna roll up a, a burrito when he and I ain't gonna lose no sleep over them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> lot of it's you know in, in, in doing this though man you see some pretty incredible people like one time i was working at sony and this guy's driving off the sony lot in one of the trucks you know he's a he's a, he's a union driver and he's got one of the state bed trucks loaded up with whatever going wherever who knows but he's driving off the lot and he's got a he's eating a donut holding a coffee, steering that truck with his knee. You talk about talent, boy. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Oh man, in me now, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm typical American, you know, typical, whatever, white American, I guess, whatever. And you know, I would never have gone to Mexico. You know, because I listen to the media. Oh, don't go down there. The cartels, oh, they'll
2: shoot you. Uh, <laughs> you know, we got a better chance getting
0: shot downtown L.A. if you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> and my old lady, you know, Susie, she's from Mexico. So, you know, she, would we, we go on vacation, I used to go home all the time. I used to fly back to Boston, and then I would go to Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, yeah, Martha's Vineyard, I was one of the poor kids. We didn't have money. We are one of the poor people that took care of the people that had money. And, you know, Susie's ideas. is, well, we'll go to Mexico. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to do a, like, like. since we're talking about movies, we'll talk about Mel Gibson. <laughs> In that movie he did with, about the Indians down there, what the hell was that movie?
1: Hmm, no, wait, no.
0: You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know
1: you're talking about it. I just can't think of the name.
0: With the pyramids and all of that? Yeah.
1: Oh. You know, it, well, it,
0: well, it'll come to us. We're both, you know, you're 40-something, I'm 100, so it'll come to <laughs> us. <laughs> but, you know, um, you go down there and you see these pyramids in your life, you you've got to be kidding me. Seriously, you've got to be kidding me. And then you go to, like, um, you know, if you people haven't gone to Mexico and seen this shit, you gotta go. There's nothing that cool in this country like there is down there, for sure. And you go and you see this stuff that these people built, man, and that Mayan calendar that's all hand carved, if that hasn't taken years, wow. you know? And here's the thing they've never found any of the tools that were used to carve any of this stuff. Wow. You know, right? I mean, they've, they've actually found they found skulls down there with you know teeth that were drilled and stuff like that. I mean, they had they had the dentistry that they're using on us today three thousand years ago. You know, they were drilling. You know, doing that stuff where they, where they would drill your brain to, to take the pressure off a million years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's incredible. It really is incredible. And you go down there and you see this stuff and you see these carvings and all of this stuff.
1: I'm mean, want to you know, watch the movie. I'm going to look for that. I'm going
0: to watch it. I'm going to
1: watch, <laughs> just watch <you're>, it.
0: <laughs> you know, you're in you're in Mexico and you're thinking, you know, you look at these pyramid formations and you're going, well, Jesus, you know, in Egypt, is about the only other place that has this kind of layout, you know go down to uh, to call in Guatemala and you see the, the way these, these pyramids are laid out to match Orion's belt. Now, you're talking about people that didn't even have a tape measure or a water level or anything, and they're lining up these pyramids to line up with the stars that you can't see during the day. How are they doing it? You know, I mean, to this day, I'm still going, how are <laughs> they doing it? <laughs> with that, and it really was kind of like that, I mean, and you go down to, like, we go to Oaxaca a lot, which is way down, in it's like southern Mexico, kind of, and you're way down there, so, you know, if you're, if you're thinking you're going to get a burrito and stuff, forget it, because hmm. everything down there is corn tortillas, there's no flour soft tortillas down there, hmm. and, you know, so... You, <clears throat> Was asking my grandmother about um, the stock market crash back in the, you know, way back then, the Great Depression. And Graham, at that time, had been a nurse in New York City. And she said, she said people were jumping out of windows, you know, on these hundred story buildings and shit. Wow. You know, blow, taking shotguns or pistols and blowing their brains out. And I'm like, are you kidding? And she's like, no. And I said, Well why why would you know and why would you do that? And she said, Because these people were millionaires. They don't they don't do menial labor. Wow. They're not gonna lower themselves
1: to what you and I do for work. You know what I'm saying? So basically what they were worth was what actually what they own you know, their money was all they had value basically on their life.
0: Right. And, mm. and, you know, and that's all these, and that's how these people are now, you know. They, they're worth so much money. They're not going to,
1: you know, they're nice to each other because they're both wealthy. Yeah. Until they're not anymore, and then they look at their own talk to me
0: anymore, you know. And, and, you know, like, um, for example, I live right up the street from the Sherman Oaks Galleria, which is a mall. And you see uh, Paul Stanley, the guitar player singer for Kiss, in there all the time. And he's another one, you know. He'll talk to like the little girls and stuff, but he he don't want to talk to nobody. Wow. You know, it's these people they they actually. I think guess, they that shit don't stink, huh? <laughs> yeah, it shit long enough. I guess you start thinking believe it. more important.
1: Yeah, it's got to be that. Because I'm like thinking, like, what makes the person just really be? You know what I mean? Especially if your life is so great, you think you just be glowing, you know, like hello everyone
0: <laughs> Yeah, but even what I do, a lot of these guys, there's there's certain there's there's a lot of young guys they're like half my age that all of a sudden they're already coordinators. You know, they've only been doing this five, six years and they're coordinators now. And why? Because daddy was a coordinator.
2: Hmm. So they come
0: into work the first the first six months they're working next to me. Then
1: on the next show, they're my boss. Wow. And you, you can't
0: believe how stupid a lot of that is. You know, because when something comes out blown, they they, they blow the call. And, you, t- you know, the boss comes up, oh, that's ours, starts freaking out. Oh, that's not what I wanted. That's ours. Oh. And he's like, you know, and I just look at him and i blown. <laughs> You know, it's blown, and and they try to they try to put it on you. Oh, it was it was it was Hambone's fault. You know, no, it wasn't. I'm not the one getting paid to make decisions. You know, you tell me what to do, I do it. That's it. Pretty pretty stupid, <laughs> but, but that's you know, we touched on that earlier, talking about you know what's going on now and stuff, and this great huge money grab. And I'm really surprised, I'm really surprised that Hollywood hasn't done, like, a, a good movie. They did that one movie there with, um, oh, gee, the big short with um, Christopher Bale. Hmm. Or Bates, or whatever the hell his name is, that English guy. Where he was one of the bankers, and he saw, you know, how they were mixing in the bad mortgages with the good mortgages. Yeah, I think
1: that's what you're talking about. just yeah, that. Okay.
0: The Big Short.
1: Oh, it's The Big Short? Okay, because i got to watch that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch so many movies.
0: You've got to watch that. That'll blow your mind. It's, it's going
1: to cool. piss me off, isn't it? <laughs> I, oh, didn't, I didn't yeah. get pissed oh, off.
0: Oh, my God. You know, and what did he do with all of this? And he sold, right? He made he made a gazillion dollars. What does he do? He invested in water. That's going to be the next big thing, is water. You, it's like they're taking away your rights to even being able to get a drink of water.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You know,
0: I mean, and that's your, that's a, that should be a, a, a god given right. Yeah,
1: that's like here you need water. You know, that's it. <laughs> what you, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna die. Hello. You
0: <laughs> got Nestle, that, that, that candy company. They're trying to buy up all the water rights so that they can keep making your. Their
2: candy, and then charge you with you know a hundred dollars for a drink of water. Oh, <laughs> <Are> you thirsty. <laughs> it is it is it is Ooh, out man. of control, and that's what we were talking about earlier with, with
0: Roosevelt putting in that the Glass Steagall Act to protect us from these people. Just thank the Republicans and the rest of them because they're taking they're all taking bribes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. From
0: from the lobbyists and that, and I don't care. That's that's what it should be called. They're not taking, you know, donations for their next campaign. They're
1: taking. They're they're getting paid off. Yeah, people can be easily sold and stuff, and that's really scary because they throw each other under the bus. So there's no loyalty amongst anyone at, at, you no, know, at that and point. and then they <laughs> hire
0: lawyers to put on the Supreme Court to do whatever they say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so to me, all of these people need to go away. Like I told you earlier. You want to fix the deficit, you get rid of these old, good old boys and you put in a couple of single house mo- housewives, house moms, you know, divorced moms with three kids, whatever. They'll save,
2: they'll fix the uh, the deficit to be sure. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, it, it, without taking money from, I mean, really, it's, it's, we spend billions, we spend more money than anybody
1: else on the planet in, in arms. On bullshit too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and tell people we don't have money We're, uh, you know what I mean and I look around uh, they cut money from education and all this stuff and I'm like you kidding me right? I'm looking around
0: I see no, what you're doing, doing. there's like apparently money <laughs> education like like my grandson I was talking to him he's 9 years old you know 4th, 5th grade whatever it is and I said to him you know what about history oh they don't teach us history I'm like what
1: yeah, they're taking so much out of out of school. They don't they don't teach anymore. Wait, what scratches my head?
0: You know, I mean <laughs> that's history is one of my best. I love that. You know, I mean, oh, you got you got it. You like to talk politics. You want to you want to you want to really fuck up a, a Republican?
1: No history. Yeah, I've started noticing that because I don't really fucking know much about <laughs> about shit. No, they don't. <laughs> Donald no. Trump, hell, doesn't know anything. He just be like, he's just. You know, what I mean, just riding it. He just, you know, he when he speaks, I'm like, you didn't do your homework before you fucking ran for a country that you want to be president, but that's what
0: I mean. That's how stupid the American people are becoming. <laughs> they forget what happened. You know, we had we had Obama for eight eight years, and he did he did you know, like him or not, he did a pretty good job of saving this country.
1: Yeah, people Especially shit on absolutely. that all the day long. <laughs> Right? Let them tell the story. Destroy it. And it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now you got this guy doing the same thing, and everyone forgets what happened when mm-hmm. Bush and Cheney was in there, mm-hmm. and Reagan and Bush
1: before that. Yep, that's like a bad watching a bad movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know it's like why do you know and then oh, you know listen, they're never going to let you into their little group of rich people. It's never going to happen. <laughs>
1: Thank you everyone for tuning in with me once again, Brandy J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with. It's a pleasure and I couldn't do it without you. And to David Hamblin, you're a pretty awesome guy, and uh come back around, will ya? And thank you. Thank you very much. I had such a great time talking with you. Guys, keep coming back and tuning in with me. Like I said before, I promise I won't waste your time. And I'll always have a message to give, no matter if it's fun, funny, sad, angered. But let me tell you, if I hit any and all emotions, then I've done my job. Thank you so much again from A Voice To Be Reckoned With with Brandy J. Peace.